Hello and welcome. This is BoomerLife.Live. I'm your host, Dr. Richard J. O'Keefe. Boomer Life's all about us boomers. Those of us who were born between 1946 and 1964. Last time we got together, I was talking about watches, I think, and health. Something else that matters to all of us boomers. It occurred to me to conduct a little research and determine just how much of these smart devices we actually use. I find myself wondering whether or not we realize, in general, how little of the total capability of these devices we actually use. I conducted some heuristic research that's qualitative more than quantitative. It's interviewing, discussing with friends, neighbors, and peers. What do you do with your smartphone? And how much of the smartphone capabilities do you even know? And I say that in a very affectionate and well-meaning way. How much of its capabilities do you know? Of course, it can text. It can take photos. You can make phone calls on it. Golly gee whiz, it is called a smartphone. Actually, a smart device. Handheld computer would be the most accurate description. However, if we call it a handheld computer, we probably wouldn't use it. We'd be afraid of it. A computer? I can't use a computer, particularly to make calls. I handed my smartphone to a friend's grandmother some time ago and said, go ahead, you can give Johnny a call. She wanted to talk to a grandson. I said, give Johnny a call. And she saw the keypad that was on the screen, and she held it up to her ear, nothing, threw it down in the table and says it doesn't work. There's no dial tone. It's a function of what we're familiar with and what we're not. The reason I'm mentioning the capabilities based on my research and some reading that I've supplemented my actual research with, we baby boomers and seniors use maybe 10% of the capabilities of these devices. Think about that for a minute. 10% of its capabilities Suppose there are scenes that you truly enjoy and would like to take a photo of. Barn out on some pasture, a field of flowers. Does it occur to you, whether you're walking or driving in the car, does it occur to you to pull over, lift your phone up, switch it into camera mode, and take that photo? You have the camera right there. You're driving down the road, you want to listen to some music. You could simply turn the automobile's radio on, switch to Sirius FM, or one of the other non-commercial stations that you pay how much money to use, or via USB or Bluetooth, you might play a collection of music from your smartphone. You've got the whole jukebox in that phone, and if you've connected it to Amazon Music or Apple Music or how many other music sources and subscriptions, you have millions of songs available on that phone that'll play through your automobile sound system. There's no additional devices necessary. It's already in the smartphone, this handheld computer. There's actually six major categories. I'd like you to think about this for a little bit. What else might you be able to do with that smartphone? There are six primary mobile categories, lifestyle apps, social media apps, utility apps, games, and entertainment. We don't talk about that very much because we don't want to admit at our age that we like to play games, particularly with these smart devices. But we can. We do. We should. It's fun. Keeps the brain exercised. And it's the fourth of those categories. There's also productivity apps and the news and information apps. Now, those are just general broad categories. We might think about them on occasion, but maybe not. Lifestyle apps. What are lifestyle apps? They might 
might be fitness apps that keep us on track, our walks, our bike rides, whatever physical activity in which we engage, we can keep track of it with fitness apps. Lifestyle has food apps. They can be food apps for food quality. They can be food apps for specific types of diets, dietary restrictions, calorie counting diets, lifestyle apps for music. I've already mentioned them. You can subscribe to music. You can download music. You can buy music. I think I mentioned in a previous episode, an associate who was giving a presentation at a conference talked about purchasing the same Iron Butterfly album five different times. He bought it as an album, 33 and a third RPM album. We'll remember, but if any of our grandkids are listening to this, they're not going to have any idea what I just talked about. He also bought it on a eight-track cassette tape. He bought it on a regular cassette tape. He bought it on a CD or DVD, and he bought it as an MP3 or a music file. The same album, five different modalities. Lifestyle apps. Travel is a lifestyle app. And in the travel apps, the categories, again, are absolutely amazing. It's not just how to get from point A to point B. It can include how to get from point A to point B, whether you're on foot, public transportation, or in a vehicle. You're driving. It can include online registration or reservation confirmation. Print your boarding pass before you get on the plane. Travel apps include locating restaurants, tourist attractions. Travel apps can locate lodgings. Travel apps can locate emergency care facilities. Travel apps have so many categories beneath just being travel app in lifestyle. Travel apps can summon vehicles, taxi, Uber, Lyft, get your ride. Again, this is your smart device. I'm talking about your smartphone. I'm talking about let's use 11 or 12 percent instead of just that 10 percent. Lifestyle apps one single category. I'm just going to talk about top six. Social media. Some folks that I've talked with do some, do engage in some social media. Others want nothing to do with it. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Snapchat. You know, maybe it's for the kids. Maybe it's for the millennials. Maybe it's for the 30 or 40 somethings. Well, I see an awful lot of us grandparents putting things in Facebook. I see a lot of folks putting family stuff in Facebook. Then they restrict it to family only. And I respect that. I understand that. For those who don't do anything with it, dip your toe in the water. You might surprise yourself. Utility apps. Another broad category. What's a utility app? You know, is that gas and electric? No, no, no. I'm talking about utility apps like, how about reminders? Utility apps are calendars. Calendars can be reminders for appointments. Calendars can be reminders for taking your meds. There are certain times of day, there are certain prescriptions many of us take. And it might be one, two, or three different types of medications or prescriptions. And it varies based on our health, the weather, colds, flu, all sorts of bugs that get in the way, and then regular health, blood pressure, cholesterol, the kinds of meds that we take and take at different times of the day. Well, there are lifestyle apps that remind us to do that. Lifestyle apps that'll tell us the weather, actually in two different ways. One is that we can just tap and open this weather app, or we can ask one of the voice assistants what the weather is, and it will tell us what today's weather is. Ask it if we need an umbrella. Be a little more obscure. Play with it. Don't be so direct. Find out what it knows by itself. You don't tell it where you're at. Secret. You don't tell it where you're at. And you ask whether or not you need an umbrella instead of asking what's the weather. Surprise! You're going to find out it pinpoints your location and says yes or no, you're going to or not going to need an umbrella. And here's why. 
Here's the weather, here's the forecast, here's the current temperature, here's what it's going to get up to today, here's when the sun's going to set. Just utility apps. Did you know your smartphone can also be a flashlight? That's a utility that comes in handy. It's a little dark, you're out for a walk, you're going up to a neighbor's house, going to stop in for a glass of wine. Sounds good. Maybe you're leaving your neighbor's house after having a couple glasses of wine. Nice to be able to turn on the flashlight to see the step before you miss the step. Utility apps. That smartphone can also be a flashlight. Games and entertainment, that's everything from watching TV watching sport events, watching movies, to actually playing games, Angry Bird games, Words with Friends games. Productivity apps, we're fortunate enough to be retired. We probably don't want to do much with productivity apps. Word processors, spreadsheets, probably don't want to do a whole bunch with that. However, one of those productivity app subcategories is using the device to pay for things. We are accustomed to concluding a purchase by writing a check. And then maybe a few years ago, a few, 10, 15, 20, we started paying with a credit card. And the credit card became a debit card. And the debit card is becoming an app on your smart device that enables you to wave the device in front of a reader that's next to the cash register at the checkout of whatever store you're in and you pay for your coffee or you pay for your meal or you pay for the clothing that you just purchased simply by waving the smart device in front of the reader. Now, not all businesses have those yet and more and more are installing those pay-by-smart device terminals on a daily basis. Hang around, one's coming to you soon. News and information. This is the sixth of these six primary six categories. Most of us use the apps to check the weather. Most of us also, at least at some time, look at the app to look at news. It might be a local newspaper. It might be a major broadcast outlet. The app has the capability, the device has the capability via apps directly from the news source or from news aggregators that have multiple sources, worldwide news, state news, local news, political news, sports news, medical news, technology news. What news are you interested in? The smart device can provide that for you. So you're carrying around in your pocket your encyclopedia, your weatherman, your newscaster, your DJ, your tour guide. This smart device that we use maybe 10% of its capabilities is capable of so very, very, very much more. I'd like to suggest you consider what else might I do with this that I would enjoy or would be helpful for me or someone who is in some way challenged what might the device enable that person to do that they'd normally not be able to do. But the smart device and an app that addresses that particular need might just solve a problem. Think about it. Try it. Look it up. If you can't find the app, go to Google. You know how to go to Google. I'm sure you do if you're listening to me now. You know uh, at least the beginnings of some of this how to do tech stuff. Go to Google and look up the category apps. Look up the name of the activity as an app. Got to change around how you look them up, the sequence in which you look them up. Look them up. You'll be surprised at the number of responses that you'll get. Some you're going to have to pay for. It might be $1.99, might be $2.99, might be $5.99. Some of them are going to be free. Look them up. Find out what's out there. What might you be able to do with this device that you have not been doing with it yet that might just make life a little easier. If you've got some thoughts, some suggestions or recommendations, please send me an email. R-O-K-E-E-F-F-E at Boomerlife 
life.live. That's all for now. Take care, live well, live happy, have fun, play with tech. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.